Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Robert Martin, Nasser Mashni and Yusuf Ahmed Rimawi. Welcome to another edition of Australia's only radio program that is totally dedicated to the Palestinian cause in English. In today's episode, we will be talking to Dr. May Al-Kile, the Palestinian ambassador to Italy. For this and more, stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Yusuf. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Nasser, yeah, wherever Nasa. you are today. Nasser, yeah. Should we just take three days off his salary? For Abs- absolutely. I mean, do we know where he is? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll think but about that. But the kids that. of today, Yusuf, they just don't have any work ethic at all. No, I know. So good morning, Nasser, if you're awake yet. Anyway. Very disappointed, but it's okay. Now, um, we have a distinguished guest we are going to speak on Skype today. Uh, but before that, I believe uh, you have uh, a couple of items this week in Palestine. Yes, indeed. I wanted to touch on a few things that you wouldn't have heard uh, in any media outlets. Mm-hmm. Uh, or All yours. So in, in a week, seven-day period in, uh, in Palestine, I'm going to read just a few things that have happened over the, over the week. On the 28th of June, Israeli forces killed one boy from Hebron. He was shot in the chest. Did you hear about that anywhere? Not anywhere. No, no, not in Australia. On the 28th of June, a 15-year-old male sustained bullet wounds to the hand during Israeli incursion into a village of north of Hebron. And I think people need to know also, these incursions are when the army comes through for no apparent reason. They kidnap uh, kids. They wake people up from uh, from the dead of night. They'll they plan the their raids um, after after midnight. After three, normally about between two and three. Yep. And they'll go into the house and they'll force the kids out and Freak the, um, everybody outside else. in the dark. Uh, they will do it during the day as well, but it's part of, I suppose, punishment on, on everybody. So, look, there's a few other things that I want to read here. Six Palestinians were wounded. This is on the one day, the 2nd of July. Three of them sustained metal bullet wounds and three others sustained gas canister shrapnel wounds. Now, this is something you just don't hear of anywhere else. Uh, it's part of the collective punishments. Dozens of temporary checkpoints were established in the West Bank and others re-established to obstruct movement of Palestinian civilians. Fifteen civilians, including two children and a field worker, were abducted at a military checkpoints in the West Bank. Concerning house demolitions, uh, they had forced one particular family to demolish two houses themselves, otherwise there would have been a fine of 80,000 shekels. Uh, there was another family in Jerusalem, in occupied Jerusalem, a family of Muhammad al-Nassar. Uh, he was forced to self-demolish his house. And the reason for these, uh, basically, you don't have a permit. But the permits you, haven't you, been can given. Can you imagine um, destroying your house with your own hands? No. Uh, having to be forced no. to do it? I mean, they have all the bulldozers there just in case you're not going to do it. And then they'll, they'll send you the invoice of about $30,000 or something like that. And then they wonder why the, the Palestinians have some issues uh, with the Israeli Defense Force. Mm. Uh, and so, I mean, that's Speaking just touching base on a, on a very, very few mm. things in a week. Mm. Speaking of Jerusalem, uh, I believe you have something about the Jerusalemite uh, teenager, Muhammad Abu Khudair, 
who was um, kidnapped two years ago uh, by uh, some Jewish settlers and who was uh, burnt alive. I do, and I think we shouldn't actually assume that people understand what happens in uh, in Palestine. Normally, if you're assumed of a of a crime that's you know killing someone, your family home and your cousins' homes would be demolished. If you're a Palestinian, if you're Palestinian. Well, they've decided that the person that has admitted to this murder, and this is after they beat him, they poured petrol down his throat and set him alight. A so few days before this, before a few days before this, they tried, they tried to abduct a seven-year-old, but he ran away. So what would they have done with that uh, seven-year-old? Probably the same thing. Well, then a week after that, they found his cousin, who was an American who got bashed by, uh, in the Israeli prisons. Well, they've decided that they will not punish these people the same way they would as uh, Palestinians because they believe that Israeli Jewish terrorism is different than Palestinian terrorism. And so if that doesn't set off some massive uh, issues or a show of lack of democracy, of equality, nothing ever will, Yusuf. I did want to mention that uh, a toddler was uh, – sorry, not a toddler. He's about four months old. Mm, um, an he, infant. An infant in his home was tear gassed. He succumbed to his, uh, the issues of asphyxiation uh, and has died. And this obviously is somebody that's not out at a, at a protest – cannot blame anything other than the fact that it was asleep at home, got rushed to the hospital, never came out. And uh, the baby's name is Abdurrahman Al-Barghouthi. Also, uh, Aus Salama and uh, Saad Saleh near uh, Janin. I think you have uh, something... Uh... Just, just yesterday, um, they were, you know, 20 and 17 years old, one was hit with two bullets to the head and left side of the chest and died on the spot. The other was transferred to hospital after being hit in the abdomen and it exited from his chest. Now, this is a common current occurrence. Mm. And so there's, you know, eyewitnesses have said that they weren't doing anything. They were part of a group. Uh, and none of these crimes have been reported uh, in, no. uh, in There's M16 media. bullets too, M16. We will uh, head uh, towards our interview with uh, Dr. May Al-Kila, the Palestine ambassador to Italy and the member of the Revolutionary Council of Fatah Movement. Stay with us. We are pleased to be joined on Skype uh, from Rome, Italy, by Dr. May Al-Kila, the Palestine ambassador to Italy and member of the Revolutionary Council of Fatah Movement. Uh, thanks, Dr. May, for being on Palestine Remembered today. Uh, thank you for you, and uh, I just want to give all my salute to all Palestinians and all our friends, especially those in the Solidarity Movement in Australia and all over the world. Thank you. So welcome. Um, Dr. May, I would like to start by the Palestinian long endeavors for statehood. Um, the statehood uh, <coughs> project started, of course, uh, in the 40s uh, or even before the establishment of uh, Israel to, on, on, on historical Palestine. But let's, let's try to put the listeners uh, or to give them an idea of the recent developments of our endeavors for statehood. Why we want a state as long, uh, w- while we are under occupation? Actually, uh, um, uh, the Palestinian people have suffered the occupation since 70 years. And before that, uh, there was also the occupation of the Ottoman Empire. Therefore, uh, we are uh, victims of a, 
a very long uh, occupation as Palestinians. And uh, as Palestinians, we are a freedom seekers since very long, historically. Uh, but as long as the uh, freedom seekers and the independence of the Arab states of the Ottoman Empire have started in uh, 30s and 40s and 50s even, and the independence occurred in many uh, uh, states in the Arab country, uh, therefore also us as Palestinians, we start seeking our independence as Palestinians. But unfortunately... Uh, by then, uh, for example, George then have been under the Britain uh, mandate and uh, uh, they got their independence. Us Palestinians, instead of having our independence uh, as Jordan did uh, in the same time under the same mandate, uh, Palestinians uh, unfortunately uh, have been the uh, target for uh, the Jew uh, immigration from Europe to Palestine. And this occurred uh, exactly uh, after the First World War uh, and the Second World War, but uh, beginning with Belfort, uh, uh, Belfort uh, declaration. Uh, uh, declaration in 1917. Uh, he was the counselor of Britain and he have granted uh, the territory of Palestine uh, for uh, as, uh, as a nation statehood for Jews, mm. uh, giving Palestine not his land uh, for uh, for uh, the Jews who are coming and immigrating from uh, from Britain. Mm. Therefore, this was the first mistake that, uh, and we call we we call it moral mistake and political mistake. Uh, against uh, the Palestinian people by uh, the Chancellor of uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, I mean, of the of Britain. Mm. And uh, the, the, the Jews, they took this as a granted and they start working on this. And also, I'm talking about history. And also, the uh, Basel Congress that occurred in 1897, where uh, Herzl have uh, asked for a nation, nationhood for the Jews in Europe mm. uh, because they were suffering uh, discrimination. Uh, I'm saying these points because it will uh, clarify why Palestine, why Palestine was targeted uh, by Europe, uh, pre presented by uh, Belfort, uh, for to be uh, as a statehood uh, for uh, for uh, uh, the Jews in Europe. Uh, however, uh, there was uh, there was refusal for the, by the Arab country and by by the Palestinians, which are the uh, residents, the, the the original residents uh, of Palestine, uh, about this, and they took it to the, the uh, United Nations, and uh, there there they declared and they announced the uh, resolution 181, which is very famous, in which they stated uh, that Palestine will be divided into two, two states, the state of Israel and the state of Palestine, the Arab state of Palestine. Now, uh, the, However, world, the world has seen uh, uh, the state of Israel, but is yet to see the state of Palestine. And we know exactly, that it's because exactly. of occupation. But the question is, now, I think in future, uh, uh, now, as long as we are under occupation, uh, shouldn't the statehood bid be postponed until we end occupation or should we start our endeavors uh, before we end occupation? Uh, um, how would you uh, re respond to this, uh, Dr. May? 
My dear, we are still under occupation, though we have uh, the Palestinian National Authority, which is I'm part of it. Still, we have the occupation in Palestine, yani mm. in, in the West Bank and Gaza, which is supposed to be the Palestinian the state. uh, statehood. Uh, still, we are under occupation on the, um, on the ground because Israel is still practicing its occupation and its power using all types of missiles and, uh, and, uh, and weapons. I mean, using all types of weapons against Palestinian uh, civilians who are living in uh, West Bank and Gaza. And uh, therefore, uh, we are uh, continue. We continue to work for the statehood, even if we are under occupation. We are not going to to wait until the occupation finalizes. Mm. We are asking the international, requesting the international community to uh, to uh, to let Israel abide with the United Nations resolution. Uh, in the last 20 years, there was lots of United Nations resolutions uh, that were issued by the Security Council and by the General Assembly. And in 2012, there was a recognition of the Palestinian state as a member observer in the United Nations by 138 members against nine. Uh, in which they recognize the Palestinian state. And uh, our real problem, actually, my dear friend, is that the United Nations is not forcing Israel to implement the United Nations resolutions, which means that the occupation should be retired for 1967 borders, including East Jerusalem, and having this land be liberated for Palestine, for Palestine, and for the Palestinians. And on this land, which means 22% of the Palestinian land equals to West Bank and Gaza and East Jerusalem to be the capital of the state of Palestine for us as Palestinians. Unfortunately, the international community is not giving the enough pressure on Israel to abide and respect the international law. And this is the major problem. We are asking now for, for ending the occupation so we'll have our state. Mm. Now, um, one thing, um, uh, the uh, admission as an observer member gave the Palestinians uh, was the, um, the chance to join UN bodies, including the International Court of Justice and other UN bodies. And we've seen yes. Palestine uh, even was voted as a full member of the UNESCO even before UNESCO, the General yes. Yes. Yeah, and I want you to comment on the importance of being members of the international UN bodies, especially the UNESCO and International Court of Justice. And if you can also comment on the last victory that the Palestinian made at the UNESCO by recognizing Hebron, yes. Hebron as a Palestinian heritage. For us uh, and for each nation, I believe it's very important to uh, to join the United Nations uh, institutions, uh, which are the, which are uh, yani a large number of institutions. And as you know, there is the United Nations in New York, which deals with the peace and political issues, peace, security, and political issues, mm -hmm. uh, with, with its headquarters in the General Assembly in New York. And there are technical. Uh, technical uh, institutions, uh, as exa for example, the UNESCO, which deals with education and culture, World Health Organization with health, FAO with agriculture and uh, nutrition, etc. We are 
very concerned that we we will be member of each and every institution in the United Nations. Now, uh, we, for example, the UNESCO. Let's take the UNESCO. The UNESCO is very very important uh, for us because we believe that education is very important for us as Palestinians, and as you might know, that the Palestinians have the highest rank of education in the, in the Middle world. East. Uh, yeah. I'm, the Arab countries, I mean. And women, we are also highly educated in Palestine. And number two, the culture and the heritage. And you know Palestine is a very rich country in heritage, uh, especially that uh, yani in, in Palestine, uh, the three religions, monotheistic religions were born. And, uh, and these three religions, they have lots of uh, of uh, of heritage, uh, the Christian heritage is very very huge. Especially there, the Jesus Christ was born in uh, Bethlehem, and by the way, we consider him Palestinian. He's Palestinian, and uh, of course, uh, Jesus Christ is Palestinian. He was born in Palestine by a Palestinian woman, and uh, also uh, he was uh, resuscitated uh, in Jerusalem in San Sepulchre. Uh, for this is very important for the for the Muslim religion is very very important, especially that uh, Prophet Muhammad also have resisted from uh, the Dome of Rook, the mosque, uh, the mosque uh, uh, Aqsa Mosque. Therefore, it's very very important. And out of this, there is lots of heritage all over Palestine. In this respect, last week there was a resolution and was uh, and we have a victory in this, in which they considered Hebron. Uh, the 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 city of Hebron as a, a human heritage uh, because as you might know as well that uh, Abraham Tamb and Sarah Tamb and uh, Rifka Tamb and Hajar Tamb all these they are they, they are the, the 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 prophets and the ancestors of humanity uh, all of them their tombs are existing in. Uh, in Hebron and Hebron city has a very very large and very long history in humanity and uh, unfortunately Israel is treating brutally and in uh, very aggressively in Hebron and against all these heritages so voting UNESCO for maintaining uh, Hebron on the human heritage it's a very successful and a victory for humanity, not all, only for Palestinians. But this should be followed up by the international community in which they should forbid Israel to practice its practices against each and every uh, uh, cultural issue in Palestine, including Hebron. Yani Israel is is practicing its brutality against Palestinian human beings, against Palestinian stones, against Palestinian olive trees, against Palestinian women, against Palestinian heritage, against Palestinian culture. Even they are taking the, 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 our food, that the Palestinians well known about our food, which is part of our culture, and they consider it Israeli. So there is a real threat for the Palestinian identity in, uh, for their culture, which we consider it is, is very sacred for us. And they are trying to change the Palestinian uh, cities and the Palestinian um, uh, Palestinian face of each and every state in Palestine to be uh, like a, a Jew issue. So uh, this uh, having UNESCO uh, considered and voted uh, for uh, heritage of uh, the city of Hebron, we consider it a great victory for giving the culture 
priority in our uh, in our resistance I, I see that, uh, uh, against the occupation and also to, to maintain I, our national uh, identity. Fantastic. I and see that Israel way, has embraced it, the UNESCO vote, by saying that they're withdrawing $1 million uh, from the UN. Sorry? Israel is, try, Israel is trying to punish the UN uh, by uh, stopping the financial obligation. One million. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah. Another uh, way yes, of blackmailing. And this is the measure, uh, the practice and the measures that usually Israel is using. Mm. Uh, but I think that the uh, campaign have been started uh, by the Arab country to maintain this uh, quantity of uh, money for uh, UNESCO through the Arab and Islamic countries. Now, Dr. May, before we leave the statehood, uh, and I'm sure uh, Robert has questions about another topic, I want to ask you, but briefly, uh, maybe in two minutes, about, uh, uh, let's say, the endeavors for statehood. Uh, here in Australia, for example, historically Australia has been voting against Palestinians. Um, not uh, me. Uh, well, not, not me. you. Not you. Your government. <laughs> okay, just not not me. you. Not Robert. Yeah. The Australian government has okay. been voting against us. Uh, there was only a little progress in uh, 2012 when the Labour was in force by abstaining. So the best we got is abstention. Uh, but now there is some momentum within Labour Party of Australia to to recognize Palestine. Now, how important is this? Uh, of course, it's very important for us. Number one, Australia is a very important uh, country uh, for uh, for uh, for Palestine and worldwide. Number two, uh, for us, when Australia recognizes Palestine, we add another country and another important country in the recognition of the state of Palestine. Instead of having nine against, in 2009 Australia were against uh, yes. against the recognition of the state of Palestine. So we will diminish them we will diminish them into eight. And uh, not only in numbers, I'm saying now about the relations, the bilateral relations that will have Palestine and Australia together, as for example I'm having here between uh, Italy and uh, and uh, uh, and Palestine so we'll have a bilateral uh, relations we will enhance the the uh, cooperation between the two states uh, and politically it's very very important for us that Australia recognize because you know uh, Australia has also another countries that will follow uh, Australia and we believe that uh, uh, this relation between the two people, Palestinian and Australian people, uh, will be much much better enhanced and uh, uh, much better open. Uh, and uh, uh, we believe uh, it's one way, it's one step forward for peace. If Australia believes in peace, they should recognize the state of Palestine, because recognizing the state of Palestine is one step forward for peace and uh, one step forward for having an independent state and democracy who believes in democracy should give the other nations the independence and democracy um uh, before the break uh, uh, robert uh, was uh, uh, mentioned the point that uh, it's great to see a palestinian woman representing palestine in an important country like uh, italy so maybe yeah. it's, a, it's it's a good opportunity dr may if you allow us to talk about the 
women, uh, the Palestinian women participation, uh, whether in revolution, diplomacy, society, uh, because we hear a lot uh, that the Palestinian women are oppressed. I, d- I don't hear this. As in uh, society, society you, you, do you, if you remember the forum that we were, yeah. we, well, were, we were accused that the Palestinian, that women in the Palestinian society are oppressed and they don't have venues to participate. So how do you respond to that? Actually, I am uh, pleased to to say that our leadership since 1965, they were very alert for women issue and for women participation in the revolution. And actually, we as Palestinian women, we have participated along side by side with the Palestinian men in the revolution and in working towards a Palestinian statehood and for liberation. Therefore, the Palestinian women have taken its role since the beginning, since uh, the beginning of the uh, contemporary revolution. And uh, it continued to be to be uh, the same in the statehood, building the institutional uh, statehood, the ministries. Uh, and uh, also, I want to tell you that us as Palestinian women, we have a very Shall strong movement. Uh, we have a very strong movement. Uh, and I think it's the strongest women movement who is asking for their human rights, uh, for their women rights in the in the Arab countries? Not, and I am and I am coming from I'm coming from this movement as a defender for women rights on political level and on social level. Uh, and uh, I believe that we are far away in this issue from uh, our neighborhood uh, countries uh, in representing women in the decision making. Uh, and the decision-making um, uh, um, the process. Uh, can, can we talk? Yes. I was going to ask you quickly and about Khalida Jajar, Khalida Jarrar, who uh, has just received a six-month uh, sentence, yes. administrative yes. sentence. It's not her first one. Can you sort of give us an outline about how that's happened yes. and what's going on and whether it's common? Khalda Jarrar is a Palestinian uh, woman leader. She was elected in her party democratically, and she is in the uh, first uh, first uh, circle of her party, and also was elected democratically in the uh, legislative Palestinian Legislative Council. We are very proud of Khalda uh, Jarrar uh, working for uh, and defending the Palestinian rights, and also working for women rights. Uh, unfortunately, for her activ- for her activities and long-term activities and bold act- activities. Uh, she was uh, arrested by Israel for administrative, ad- uh, this is the second time, administrative detention. And this is ad- actually the practices of Israel uh, as an occupying power against all activists in the Palestinian uh, territory. Uh, and uh, we, l- we are looking forward. And today I sent uh, another letter. This is the second letter I'm sending for the parliament, the Italian parliament regarding Khalda Jarrah and Khatam Saafin, her friend, yeah. who were also arrested with her, asked uh, the parliament to defend the, the, uh, the immunity that Khalda Jarrah should have as a parliament, uh, parliament member, and uh, also to, to let them discover what is, how Israel is abusing the international law by uh, having a parliament member, member being uh, uh, arrested, uh, as with other uh, 30 other... Uh, uh, 16 uh, parliament members that they are existing now in the uh, Israeli prison, uh, political prisoners. And so also, democratic, as you know, we have so democratic, isn't it? Marwan Barghouti, 
Marwan Barghouti, he is uh, also a member of the Legislative Council, but also a member and elected member in the uh, Al-Fatih movement as a, a member of the uh, Central Committee, which is very important for us as Palestine, not also not only as Al-Fatih movement. And also he's arrested since 14 years. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ahmed Saadat also is uh, the... A very important uh, political leader from the Popular Front also was arrested. So we have another 16 uh, parliament members who were arrested in addition to our beloved Kherda Jarrar as a woman. Mm. Uh, therefore, I think there should be, and we are raising a campaign in Europe for uh, for that Israel is not respecting the uh, parliament immunity that is existing worldwide. And I hope that you will do it the same in uh, you tell us what we can do and we'll absolutely we'll do whatever we can. Because actually this is uh, uh, not consistent with democracy and with immunity and respect. It's the opposite of democracy. Law. The opposite. There's no democracy exactly over the there at all unless it's you're a Jewish person. and abusing and, yeah. uh, and uh, all what you can say about uh, international law and respecting international law and, and respecting uh, immunities for uh, elected uh, leaders. Now, uh, in uh, in the last two minutes, uh, Dr. May, I would like to ask you about uh, a message you want to give your uh, listeners uh, here in Australia um, as a Palestinian uh, woman, as a Palestinian diplomat, as a representative of Palestine to an important country like Europe. So the microphone is yours and you have two minutes. Uh, first of all, thank you very much. I'm pleased to meet uh, Australian people through your uh, uh, respectful uh, broadcasting. And I'm saying that we as Palestinian people, we want peace, we want to live in peace, and our hands are open for peace, but to be uh, just peace. Uh, and uh, also we are open uh, for democracy and we are open uh, for uh, for that uh, uh, Australia recognize the state of Palestine if really they believe in peace and they want one step for peace forward. Uh, We are looking forward to continue our friendship with the Australian people and I'm inviting Australian people to come and visit Palestine and to look and to see on the ground what's going in the Palestinian people. For much we are talking about what's happening and how how much the Palestinian people are suffering on the ground it's different than seeing it on the ground and i want to say that this territory the palestinian territory which is the holy land uh, it should be maintained as a holy land it should be maintained as the place where jesus christ was born and we should continue to uh, struggle for the peace as we uh, palestinians our leadership and us as palestinian people are looking forward Dr. May Al-Kayla, the Palestine ambassador to Italy and the member of the Revolutionary Council of Fatah movement, thanks very much for being with us on Palestine Remembered. It's been an honor speaking to you. Thank you. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.